Okay, welcome back to the Chatty Kathy podcast. It is episode four, and I am not going to lie. It has been probably about 48 hours since I recorded the last episode. I basically, for the last episode, that was the one that I just like kind of did on a whim, super impromptu, and basically just decided to react to some Reddit posts that I was seeing. Um, on an ADHD meme page, had a great time, that was a blast, super duper fun, honestly, like, it it was really nice for me, because I feel like I I got the chance to kind of be more authentic, be more myself, because it was a very, like, relaxed, and again, chill, and casual kind of atmosphere that was created, and so I'm hoping that, um, I can kind of keep that going, but, um, ever, uh uh-oh, I hope that that noise was not caught, but who knows? I'm kind of, I just got up to to close my door in my room. Um, and, oh, yep, probably going to have some background noise. And the reason that I'm super, um, sensitive to whether or not these background noises are making it into the recording right now is because I was playing with slime, um, before this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I'd be able to be playing with slime, like, while I'm recording. That would just be so nice if I were able to, but, so I did, like, a little test recording to see if it would pick up on the sound of the slime. It wasn't super loud, but it was definitely, like, something that you could hear in the back, and I know that uh, if I were a listener, I would probably get distracted by that, Um, and then I would also be, like, frustrated that I wasn't the one playing with the slime, so I decided to spare us all and not do that, um... And when I say spare us all, I mean, like, spare you guys the jealousy and spare me the distraction because I'm sure that I'd get distracted. So we're just going to have to tell ourselves that it's better this way that I can't play with slime during this episode. But the good news is, is that that was actually the inspiration for today's episode. And I'm really excited about it because ever since the Reddit React um, episode that I did, I'm I just wanted to, like, try to find something that's going to be a good transition to help me keep it casual, but also have it be, um, structured in some way and not have it be, I don't want to just do, like, another entire, like, Reddit React thing, because as fun as that was for me, like, it's kind of like, we should just save that for the YouTube, um, maybe I'll do something like that again, I'm not saying that I won't, all I'm saying is that it probably wouldn't be fair for me to do that two times in a row, um, although I do intend to reference a little bit of reddit today just because I think I might need a little bit of help um in terms of content but maybe I won't maybe I'll be able to find a way to talk for super duper long as I always do um I always shock myself with how much I have to say about um something so minuscule that doesn't seem like it needs to matter and it's funny because I have one of my best friends um it's so funny just I can't remember, I think we must have been at, like, a nail salon one day or something like that. Definitely was, like, something customer service related where it was, like, I was a client somewhere and someone had asked me a question and it was, like, literally a very simple question. Let's let's just run with this entire, um, like, nail salon situation and it was probably just a question about, like, hey, what do you want to get done today? And obviously, like, it would make sense for someone to be like, oh, yeah, like, I want to get so-and-so done today just to give them a guide. But theoretically, again, and all of a sudden I'm realizing this probably wasn't the scenario that we were in. But um, and maybe it was just the fact that the guy asked me. He literally, it was probably one of those things where I could have responded with a yes or a no. So maybe 
maybe it wasn't so much like what can we do for you today but it was like will this color work (laughs) and it's like yes or no like that's what a normal person would respond but um I responded with something again just this is an example but like something to the extent of oh you know like yeah that's actually perfect because last time I got like a like typically I would go with more of like a tan color um or like a a clearish color for the bottom um base of my nails but honestly I'm really feeling pink today because I think that that's worked really well in the past right where it's like honey you could have just said yes or no to this pink color right um and so she told me she was like once we were done with that interaction interaction she looked at me and she was like Kathleen I just want you to know that I think my favorite thing about you as a friend is that you always give a much longer answer than is necessary to whatever question it is um, that is given to you. And I think that in, uh, you know, times of my life, um, uh, prior times of my life, I would have been like really sensitive to that and been like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Like that means that she's basically just telling me that I talk a lot and need to shut up more. Even though she literally prefaced it with like, this is why I love you as a friend. Um, But I think that I would have taken it as like some really... I I think I would have taken it as a blow um, to who I am as a person and I'm not saying that like I'm super comfortable with how often that I talk but I think that it's been nice for me to kind of recognize like honestly this really is who I am like I oh my gosh I do just talk so much but it's so fun like um I could okay gosh I need to stop talking about talking but basically anywho uh let me let me get back to what I was saying because I don't even think I've told you guys what I'm doing today what I'm going to do today is again this was inspired by slime um my sister decided to make slime the other day and oh it's so funny because I have also been I ordered this squishy online for those of you who know what squishies are I don't feel like they were as as popular as slime um at the time that slime was popular but they definitely like were another thing that was kind of on like that same list and people would make slime videos um on the same accounts that they might make videos of squishies but so it's it's just funny because I just recently ordered a squishy um just kind of like remind me of my glory days back when I was in fifth grade or whatnot actually no that was probably middle school so not my glory days but regardless remind me of like a fun little um thing that used to be like pretty much a fascination for me like I or obsession for me loved squishies I oh my gosh they were so fun used to watch videos all the time and for those of you who don't know what squishies are they're exactly what they sound like they're pretty much just stress balls but the formula like chemistry makeup of it makes it rise a lot slower so stress balls are like a very instant um like instantaneous rise rate oh my gosh why am I making this sound like a science basically like squishies uh like just they're I like them a lot better than uh stress balls because stress balls are just like so aggressive like it's like I'm trying to squeeze you into one shape and you're just like coming back at me and it feels like you know this is just like a tug of war game but um with with squishies it's a little bit more I don't know I just I enjoy it and it's a lot more reaction or wow reaction relaxing and I just, I, I love squishies, but, um, and so, yeah, anyway, those are like trendy at the same time that slime was trendy. And she was like, she, she literally said something to me. She was like, um, do, do you find it embarrassing that you're like reliving your eighth grade obsession or whatever? And I was like, uh, first of all, <laughs> no, 
Second of all, look at you. You're a junior in high school playing with slime, so you have no right to be speaking right now. But it was funny because we both ended up admitting that, like, we we love reliving those glory days, specifically by revisiting these things that were trending. And I... I want to dive into that today because seriously, one of the most fun things to talk about with people that you don't really know, like I think that this is such a fun conversation to have with people in college specifically, um, like because they're your age, you know, you it's so funny because typically when you go off to college, like people are coming from all different areas of the country, maybe even all different areas of the world. Now, given I'm going to just preface it with, I don't know if like the world is on the same, um, if it has the same trends and fads as we do in the United States, but I feel like, broadly speaking, what may have been trending where I grew up could have also been trending where you were when you grew up, even if we were on different sides of the country, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so I've noticed that, well, first of all, let me just say this, if y'all are in college, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that there is a go-to conversation for anyone and everyone that you could ever talk to. It's always... And this makes sense to a certain extent, but I think everyone gets so sick of it and no one wants to say it. Like, honestly, I got to a point where I was like, hey, um, tell me these things. Keep it super duper short. And then let me, like, ask you more important questions, honestly. Um, and, like, let's just get over that hump. But basically, I want to say that I was able to group it into, like, three to four questions that everyone always asks you when you're in college. Um, like, when you first meet each other. What's your name? That one is super duper valid. Um except for the fact that for me, I would say, oh, what's your name? They'd say I'd be so focused on telling them what my name is that I wouldn't even pick up on their name. So let's be honest, we're all asking that question, but it really depends on the day if we're actually going to listen to what the answer is. So maybe that question isn't even necessary because if we aren't like, you know, paying attention actively, like trying to retain something from that question, honestly, it's leaving us both struggling and feeling awkward because it's like, I have a feeling that if I didn't catch your name, you didn't catch my name. Honestly, we're both just so self, self-absorbed that we like only want to introduce our, or ourselves and don't really care to listen to each other. Um, and I think that that's a shared experience. Sorry if I'm the asshole here because I'm the only one that doesn't pick up on other people's names right after I ask them, what is your name? You know what I'm saying? But um, okay, so it's what's your name? And then it's where are you from? Typically people mean like, what state are you from? What town are you from? Um, but I think some people like imagine it to be like, which dorms are you living in? Which I think is really funny. But um, yeah, so like, where are you from? Then you get a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people will be like, like, for example, I'm from a town right outside of Denver. So what you get is like, for me with my scenario, you might have me say, oh, I'm from Denver. Knowing like, and me knowing damn well that the reality is that no, you're not necessarily from Denver. You're from around Denver, but you're not from Denver. And it's <laughs> the reason that I bring that up is because I met so many people in college who were like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. And for me, like having family that's lived there and knowing like what's going down in Chicago, I'm like, oh, wow, like that's cool. That's badass. But at the same time, I also have family who's been like from air quotes, you know, Chicago, uh, which basically means that you're like in one of the suburbs that's 20 to 40 minutes outside of Chicago and um how do I say it nicely isn't Chicago like (laughs) it just isn't Chicago it isn't what you think of um in both good and bad ways but it's like let's just acknowledge the fact that no you did not grow up in inner city Chicago please like don't go trying to paint that picture because like seriously if you're from Chicago that like means something 
Don't go saying that you're from Chicago when really you're from Lake Forest. Sorry not to come at anyone, but I feel like that's that's fair of me to say. So whenever I would introduce myself, I would never be like, yeah, I'm from Denver. I'd be like, I'm from so-and-so, which is near Denver. But I never say that I'm from Denver because I just think that that's... Sorry. I'm sorry if I'm coming at you because that's what you do. But I just want to point that out because I feel like I feel like it also just kind of... Um, it, it helps personalities to make a little bit more sense if that makes makes sense um and I feel like I can say that because I've been working in Denver like if I didn't have much of a relation to Denver itself I, I wouldn't be able to say that but being in Denver and recognizing that there is just such a difference in lifestyle and um huh, I don't know it's just it's different for me being someone who was raised 20 minutes outside of Denver versus seeing these kids who have been raised in the inner city you know uh but again maybe that's super ignorant of me to say like maybe it doesn't really matter but that's just my opinion all of this is an opinion take it with a grain of salt but then the next question after that is um what are you studying I feel like I feel like that's one of those ones where it's like that could lead to well hold on let me go back the where are you from conversation is super fun when you have a connection to that place if you don't have a connection to that place it's like oh okay awesome good to know. I'm not going to remember that, you know? Whereas, again, like, let's use this example of Chicago. It's like, oh, you're from Chicago? Like, I love the Chicago Cubs. Cool. Like, that's something we can bond over. But if you can't really bond over where you're from, then it kind of just doesn't lead you anywhere, and that's difficult. Um, But then, back to the, back to the, hmm, what was it, the major one? It's like, what did you major in? What, What are you majoring in right now? That one has some level for some, like, kind of deeper connection, I guess you could say, because either A, you're going to be like, oh, same, cool. But what I really like to do with that one was eventually I started kind of manipulating it to be like, what are you looking to, um, what are you looking to do with that, you know? Like, what is your goal here? Um, it sucks because a good portion of people that you're like, what do you want to do with that? Are like, I don't know. And it's like, oh, okay, well, now we really can't get anywhere with this conversation, um, but you know, that's just, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. And like I said, sometimes it'll lead to like a cool conversation where it's like, you can get super vulnerable right off the bat and be like, you know, um, I'm really looking to go into this sector because I want to make an impact on people's lives and it's had an impact on me and you get super deep and like explain that you've had this passion since you were two or whatnot. But I feel like a majority of the time people, uh, hmm. <sighs> honestly people can get that deep that fast it's actually really nice to have that opened up but it's not a guarantee and like I'm saying like I just feel like the conversations get super duper boring and repetitive and that's why today what I want to talk about is uh childhood trends is what I'm going to be talking about and I'm so excited about it because there is nothing more exciting than bonding with essentially a complete stranger over a trend that you guys like both shared in common at a certain time in your life right and um, so that's what I want to talk about today. I think it will be super duper fun and nostalgic for me to like, again, kind of be reliving my glory days, so to say, where it's like, oh my gosh, it's just, I'm excited to go through and see how much I can remember. My plan is, this is my structure. Cause again, I, I feel like I need to have some sort of structure to these. Um, but we'll just see, we'll just see how far, how far I get. Um, I feel like this first 15 minutes has kind of just been me using filler space because, I'm beginning to realize that my episodes are being about an hour and 30 minutes and I'm I feel like it would be super awkward if all of a sudden out of nowhere I had only like a 45 minute episode that's probably more convenient for you but for me that just doesn't fit well so 
<laughs> it's kind of funny because the first episode I was like I'm gonna try to keep this an hour and now I've done three episodes and I'm pretty much just like coming to the point where I'm like hmm, I'm averaging probably like an hour and 30 minutes per episode so maybe I should just have that be the expectation and I might gradually start working my way down to like a more reasonable time which would only be an hour but either way I have been working to include like timestamps, so to say so that way you can skip over anything that you feel is just getting boring and repetitive like this conversation like I'm sure that you did not expect for my intro to be 16 minutes long but sure enough it is because that's just who I am that's why it's chatty Kathy and I love it so um let's get into it though uh let me again uh I didn't even tell you what the structure is going to be structure here this is what I have planned basically I'm going to go through um every year from first grade to eighth grade is what I have planned uh maybe I'll decide to go through the high school trends but I don't recall there being any any substantial trends going on in high school I'm sure that I'm completely incorrect about that but at the same time maybe most of the trends were more um like digital slash slash virtual slash like social media trends and I just ugh, those cringe me out um I'm not hating I just don't like technology in general so naturally like I don't want to acknowledge that we are living in a technological age where all of a sudden the the trends that were super cute and uh well I don't want to say that they were innocent but like we had we had like more tangible trends I guess is a good way to say um how it was like when I was growing up which again I'm 19 born in 2003 so Basically, uh, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood to really talk very much about like the technological trends. I feel like that's what we have. We have tangible trends and technological trends. And I don't really want to talk about that. And again, in my high school days, which was, I think it was 2017. And then I graduated in 2021. Yeah, that sounds right. So I don't plan on covering that at all. And then if I am lacking for time, um, again, just to kind of like get it to be in unison with the rest of the episodes I might check out another reddit page um just it would be just the reddit nostalgia page because I think that that could be super fun and offer a little bit um more to us just to because here's here's the thing and this is something I meant to say earlier well I feel like I did say it earlier but I want to make it more explicit is that it is just so funny to recognize that like again these things are tangible right and we were, theoretically, we're all in these different stages of life. Um, we are all coming from different backgrounds, different places. But if I bring up mm, Smencils, you're going to know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so that's, <laughs> and let's start off. Let, from there, let's get started. So, anywho, um, basically, like I said, let's start in first grade. And the reason that Smencils is the perfect segue is because Smencils, for me, that was a first grade thing. Obviously, if you guys are not born in 2003 or were not in first grade from the year 2009, 2010 or whatever, maybe it was different from you, for you. Or I, Honestly, I again, I think I've said this before. I work at a middle school and my middle schoolers just found Smencils in the art room the other day and they were like freaking out about them. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. Smencils, like these were a trend when I was in first grade. So for anyone who is um, unfortunate enough to not know what a smencil is, the the literal, like, the title gives you every hint that you could possibly want. Smencil, basically, like, meant to say that, like, you can smell it, right? So, smell pencil. Um, smencils, and basically, like, they, the, uh, one of the big things about smencils, I just want to point this out here, they came in their own, like, tubes, which... I'm sure that that's not a big deal, 
but in first grade for a for a pencil to come in its own tube and it has like this really cute like cap that's very easy to like take off and it typically at least the ones that I've been seeing at my middle school they have a little sticker on them that tells you what the scent is going to be so for example if you have like a sour apple pencil the tab of this tube will say well it will have like a cute little sour apple like a green apple on it or whatever Smencils were awesome because they were, like, super stimulating in the sense that you got to smell them while writing. Also, um, also, very side note, but not at all. I don't, this is super random, and I, I don't remember where I heard this from. I, I wish I could remember where I heard this from, but apparently there have been studies that say that, um, and this is just, uh, it makes a lot of sense if you, if you really think about it. But, and I don't think they were talking about smencils in specific, but like scented markers, maybe they were saying that if you write something down with one type of scented marker, and then when it comes time to take the test, I can't imagine that you're taking a test with marker, but theoretically, right? If you are taking a test on whatever subject it is that you wrote about with, again, let's just go with like sour apple. If you wrote your notes in the sour apple marker and you take the test in the sour apple marker, you're more likely to do better on the test because it helps you to um, not necessarily retain the information, but to be able to access it and retrieve it. And I think that that's super duper cool because that means that in first grade, when our smencil obsession started getting out of hand, they had no right to take away our smencils. Honestly, maybe we all would have done much better in school if they wouldn't have taken them away. But for some reason, I I guess they must have become a, too big of a distraction. I think kids were trading them. I think that, um, I, I don't know. I think that some people just don't like joy. And to see a child getting so much joy from a pencil doesn't make very much sense. So like, we're going to ban it. And that's that's exactly what happened. I is at my school and I went to a charter school, so my experience may have been different. I think that overall we were probably more strict with certain things. We were definitely more strict with certain things. And honestly, I think that almost every tr- trend ended up getting banned. I think that uh banned, ban, banned. Um I think that a lot of schools regardless of whether or not they were public or charter schools or private or whatever, probably did ban certain things just depending on how much um like it was interfering with students abilities to um engage in curriculum and whatnot but for some reason I feel like at my school it's almost like oh well our students are wearing uniforms so our pencils are going to wear uniforms too and if you are a pencil that is out of your yellow orange uniform then you're getting sent home for the day that's a very, very stupid way to put it, but honestly, that's kind of like in retrospect how I'm feeling about this whole Smencil situation. So we had Smencils. Uh, they were awesome. I had a collection of them. I don't recall one being my favorite. I do recall that there were scented markers also at the same time. Those were not trendy, so to say. I just had those around my house. And my favorite marker was this tan beige color, and it smelled like a vanilla cupcake and that was definitely my favorite but I've never been a fan of like fruity smells and just recently like my students had me smelling their smencils there was not one that I was like mm-hmm, yeah that one's good I think my favorite though if I had to choose a favorite I want to say that I like strawberry my kids really said that they liked the blueberry the pineapple the root beer um, and the bubble gum and all of those make sense to me. I just don't like all of those smells. So that's why I didn't like them. But all those make sense. But so first one is Smencils. That was um, first grade, 2019 to 2010. And then one other one, 
Um, this one also got banned, and it's very ironic that this one got banned because it was a band itself. It was, and when I say banned, I don't mean like musical rock or whatever. I mean silly, as in silly bands. And silly bands, if you don't know what those were, again, you know, uh, bless your heart. But silly bands were, oh gosh, they were so great. They literally did not have any business being as amazing as they were. Again, everyone had their collection of silly bands, right? And silly bands were basically rubber bands. They were very colorful. I recall that they were pretty damn stretchy and they had shapes. Like, I don't know how, what, how does one do that? Gosh, I freaking love people. I love people who decided rubber bands are boring. I'm going to make them silly and they're going to have shapes and they're going to be colorful and they're going to be so awesome that they're going to get banned from charter schools. You know, like, good on you, man. I don't know who you are, but you made my life so much better. And here's the thing with silly bands, right? So, again, I think that me being in a charter school, it just, it probably affected our our trending, um, our trending topics so much because this one actually makes sense why I ended up getting banned at my charter school. And I referenced this earlier, but let me just, again, say it explicitly. We had to wear uniforms every, I think it was once a, once a month on a Friday, we would have dress of choice day, which basically meant that you were able to wear whatever you want. Um, so that was like the best day of the month for everyone at my school. But, um, any, any other day there was, you just had to wear your uniform. It was a pretty strict uniform. Um, thank goodness the colors weren't super ugly, but yeah, so we were wearing uniforms and so them banning silly bands makes a little bit more sense. Just because a part of that uniform was that you couldn't have, like, excessive jewelry, you couldn't wear crazy socks, not, like, you had to wear certain color shoes, um, always had to wear a belt. Yeah, basically just, like, you know, it, it, it makes sense. If you're a charter school kid, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not a charter school kid, you're very, you know, feeling very blessed right now. But, and again, you probably feel extra blessed because you did not get your silly bands taken away from you. And I think that the reason for taking away the silly bands... Um, yeah, they were a distraction because people were trading them in class and everything like that. Like, I literally remember we would go out to, there was, like, a specific spot on the playground that people would go for, like, their trades. I, gosh, it's so fucking odd when you think about it. It was literally, like, kind of like a black market exchange where it's like, hey, meet me over by the rock wall if you want to see a cool rhino rubber band, you know what I'm saying? Um, but so most people, there was, like, this spot on the playground, and we had this rock climbing wall, and there was this little nook that you could not really see what was going on there, um, and that's where all the exchanges would take place. It was like, if you wanted to exchange your silly bands, that's kind of where you went. Everyone knew. Or you would go on the other side of the rock climbing wall where the recess monitors couldn't see you. And, um, again, it's not like there was any shady business actually going on, but the issue here was that people were getting so many silly bands that it covered their entire forearm, and... I think that that probably goes against the excessive jewelry policy, given I would not qualify rubber, ban rubber bands as jewelry, but I can totally um, kind of see it from a uniform standpoint why they would ban that. So, um, I yeah, those were the two that I came up with for first grade for me. Again, 2019-2010, Smencils, Silly Bands. Um, now let's move on to second grade. Second grade, at first, I was like, I got nothing. But then I was like, no, I have everything. Uh, this is... So, I remember in second grade, there was this one girl that I was so jealous, so, so jealous. I think that her mom was, like, one of the, yeah, like, a front desk lady and whatnot, 
and um, she showed up to school one day with a feather hair extension in her hair, and I have always, like, really enjoyed hair stuff. Like, I literally remember in second grade, I wanted my hair to be entirely red. Um, not like, you know, I want to be a redhead kind of way. And honestly, it wasn't entirely red that I wanted it to be. It was like an ombre or whatever. I thought it was edgy. I thought it was cute. Wanted like the bangs and everything. Um, like I, I wanted that so badly, but at my charter school, again, we weren't allowed to have like colored hair. So that surely wasn't going to happen. Um, but she showed up to school with, a feather hair extension and that was like I remember that was acceptable for probably the first couple of weeks and I don't know if it's just because the teachers didn't want to tell like the front desk lady that their um that her daughter like was not following dress code or whatever but I remember her being able to wear it for like quite a while and it looked so great in her hair and I think I think the issue was that she maybe got two or something like that and then finally they were like actually you can't be wearing that but that was definitely, de- definitely something that happened second grade, and I just remember being like, oh, that's so awesome, and um, everyone wanted to do it. I think that there may have been, like, one or two other people that did it, but the only other girl that I can remember I, that I think that did it, her mom was also a teacher at the school, so it was almost like, you know, you're safer if your parent works at the school, and then if your parent doesn't, like, you probably don't want to mess with that. Um, you know, also, it's maybe, like, an unspoken rule of second grade that if people who are least likely to get in trouble for doing something are getting in trouble for doing it but you're more likely to get in trouble for doing it don't ruin it for everyone by doing it just let them have their fun I cannot imagine that I was thinking in that depth at second grade I think that we just my mom would not let me get a feather hair extension but either way those also ended up getting banned so (laughs) love that but again like with with the dress code it makes a lot of sense um, then we have tech decks. I actually have a tech deck on my shelf in front of me right now. And if you do not know what a tech deck is, um, it, the, it's so perfect because, well, <laughs> I love that I just described a tech deck as being perfect because honestly they are, uh, no, they literally were, are just, um, skateboards for your, for your fingers. Like people used to bring tech decks to school and they would like, and this was more for boys, I'll be honest here, but, like, because I was, like, all tomboy and, like, wanted to be boyish, um, I was, like, so obsessed with tech decks. Didn't know a thing about skateboarding. Honestly, I think that most people who did tech decks probably didn't know a thing about skateboarding because it's, like, if you knew how to skateboard, you'd just be skateboarding. You wouldn't be using your fingers for it. I don't know. I'm not a skater girl. I actually have no right to be making that call, but anywho, they, um, those were super trendy, and I remember the boys at school would bring them, and they would before we went into, um, for school in the morning, we'd always, like, line up outside next to this one brick wall, and all the boys would just be riding their tech decks on, on the brick wall, and I don't recall bringing my tech decks to school. I remember one Christmas I asked for them, and I was so, like, over the moon excited that I got them, um, but I don't think I ever took them out of the house because I was too embarrassed to, and now all of a sudden, all these years later, literally, 12, 13 years later, I am sitting here with a tech deck on my shelf. And it's funny because my shelf is super clean. I literally like don't have anything on it that's out of place except for a tech deck and a couple of broken crayons. So that's super random. Probably the only reason that I remembered that. Um, and then this other one is funny. I did not know what these were called. Um, and I, I honestly am curious if anyone would know what they were called. I'm going to say the 
the name. I had to look up the name of these and I'm going to say the name of it first. And I'm going to give you a couple of seconds just to think like, hmm, what is that? So it's called a squirmel. And I, I think that squirmel makes a lot of sense technically, but I also think that most people probably just knew these as like being the worm on the string. Maybe I'm totally uncultured and everyone knows what they're called. Everyone knows that they were squirmels or maybe squirmel isn't even the right, like it doesn't sound like the right word for me, but I think that's just because I always called it like the worm on the string. Like it, and okay, it's funny. Part of me wants to be like, and for those of you who don't know, but honestly at this point, if you can't figure out what a worm on a string is, I just am concerned for you more than I am for my ability to articulate myself. Um, because a squirmel, a worm on a string was exactly that. It was like a fuzzy, colorful worm with these um what are they called googly eyes like tiny googly eyes and like the snout of it kind of looks like an elephant trunk it was probably maybe like half a foot long and they were attached to this little string that looked just like thread or whatever and then it had like a a little tab at the end that you could wrap the string around to keep it all together But what you were supposed to do with them is you were supposed to take the string and weave it through your fingers or something like that. And then you could pull on it and the worm, you know, just following the string uh, as it's being pulled would be pulled through your fingers. And it was like super cool at the time. But it's funny because I remember with my obsession with those, by the way, those are also something that I asked for in Christmas of 2010. And I remember being so, so, so excited that I had so many of them. Again, I wonder if I ever brought them to school. I'm sure I did. I don't remember if I, I, yeah, I had to have, right? Like I would have, it makes a lot of sense for me to be concerned about what people would think of me having a tech deck, but having a worm on a string would just be so on brand for me that I don't know why I wouldn't take it to school with me. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say about that? Ah, shit. I don't, uh, all I know was that they were super fun. Um, oh, I didn't use them for what they were supposed to be used for though. Like I just like used to play with them. Not like in the sense, like I was trying to pull them through, pull them through my fingers and have like a fun time or anything. I just, I just used to play with them. Um, this isn't on my list, but at the time I remember being pretty, I think, I think squinkies were popular at that time as well. Um, seems odd to me that I would play with squinkies that were such a choking hazard in second grade. Maybe I'm getting things out of line, but I want to say that I used to play with these so-called squirmels and squinkies at the same time, but maybe I'm just getting the terminology confused. I don't know. They're kind of squinky, squirmel, same thing, almost not really. One's like a tiny person and the other is a worm on a string, but anywho, I think that that's all we had for second grade um let me know if you did use the worm on a string like it was supposed to be used or if you're like me and you just decided to make them your essentially it ended up becoming like my pet I didn't have a dog at the time so I had a worm on a string instead most people get like a pet rock no mine was a worm on a string and it was adorable and just a quick shout out to one of my friends um I will not name her because I do not I don't feel comfortable naming people yet but she's freaking fantastic absolutely adore her for so many reasons one of the biggest reasons is the fact that we met up for coffee a couple months ago keep in mind we're both grown adults and as we were saying goodbye knowing that we're not going to see each other for a little while we hadn't seen each other in a couple of months probably honestly maybe a couple of years that's just kind of how it goes when you grow older you don't know if it's been weeks months or years decades who knows no one's really keeping track but um as we were leaving our hangout like we said goodbye went to our own cars 
because we had like just met up and um she came like running back and was like oh I forgot to give this to you and I'm like what oh my goodness you gave me you have like something to give to me and she was like yes and she holds out her hand and she literally gives me a yellow worm on a string and again if there's anything as on brand um there's nothing more on brand for me than a yellow worm on a string and again I'm 19 so it's perfect and she had told me that her sister and her remembered about the like remembered those and ordered I think she said she got like 50 of them off Amazon maybe it was 200 I don't know somewhere between 50 and 200 um and she was like and we just want to be giving them to people to you know they can do whatever they want and I think she had one like hanging off of her rearview mirror um and I just thought it was the funniest most random most perfect thing that she could have ever done as a parting gift so um I'll love her forever and for many reasons but a big one big one is that worm on a string so again uh that was second grade 2010 through 2011 so now we'll move on to um 2011 2012 and I this one I actually really struggled on coming up with something for I think that third grade I just don't remember like I have a pretty good memory um third grade was a weird year for me for so many reasons um I think honestly the biggest reason was because I had two different teachers that year and I don't know why but that just like made me like I guess I like disassociated for all of third grade or something I don't know I didn't pay much attention to third grade but um this gosh and I I don't even know if I would qualify as being a third grade thing um I just decided to put it in this category because I didn't really know well first of all the thing that I'm about to say I don't remember when it was trendy it honestly may have been second grade um but I think that second grade trends obviously kind of like shifted or um transitioned with us into third grade so you know all of these are probably connected within a couple of years anyway um but I couldn't come up with anything for third grade that was like unique to third grade so I just kind of took something that I'm like I know that that was a trend at some point I don't really know when it was a trend I think it was somewhere around this time so let's just call this my third grade trend so I only have one um but <laughs> and this is another one that's very similar to the uh feather hair extension where it's like damn I just wish that were me and I remember this is something that my friends only did in the summer because they wouldn't have been able to get away with it during the school year and it was that dyeing your hair using Kool-Aid was like the hot trendy thing to do and all of the girls on my soccer team did it and oh my gosh I have never been so jealous of someone in my entire life um then when my entire soccer team had like I think it was typically you would be it would either be red hair oh that's exactly what it was all of my team we um our soccer team that we played on like our color was red and so all of the girls on my soccer team probably not all of them but so many of them got red kool-aid hair dye to match their uniforms and so on Saturdays when we had our soccer games um, you can just imagine how much I love Saturdays where, you know, not only is our team losing, but I'm losing on a personal level because I don't have, you know, cool, Kool-Aid hair. Um, yeah, it's okay. I'm not bitter. I'm not sad. Maybe I can do that in my adulthood to make up for lost memories when I was younger. Honestly, I would give anything to join a soccer team right now and go play with red Kool-Aid hair. That'd be freaking, oh my gosh. I think that's on my bucket list now. Honestly, 
yeah, when I can get back to sports, I 100% will be dyeing my hair with Kool-Aid and playing on an adult soccer team, and um, that's just who I'm going to become. Um, by the way, the reason I say when I get back to sports, uh, I I may have referenced this before. I can never tell what I have and have not referenced. I feel like I'm just like putting together little pieces of my life for you, for you to kind of like fix the puzzle for yourself but basically I um I think I did mention this I couldn't walk for three months yes <laughs> I couldn't walk for three months because I tore my ACL and MCL entirely and so I'm still in recovery it'll be um a year-long recovery I'm on month nine I actually have my doctor's appointment in a couple of days so that'll be exciting but um yeah can't get back to sports just yet so when I am able to get back to sports you already know where to find me on the soccer field or buying kool-aid for my hair so that was um third grade and, oh, the only other color that I remember people doing for that was probably blue because it was very, it was relatively faint. Like, it wasn't like dyeing your hair with hair dye. Honestly, in retrospect, dyeing your hair with Kool-Aid is probably very healthy in comparison to dyeing your hair any other way. Um, I'm going to have to talk with a couple of friends that I know that dye their hair too often and just remind them that Kool-Aid is always an option. Uh, but, okay. And if you are one of my friends listening to this, guarantee that you know who you are. If you dye your hair all the time and um, can't decide on a color, that's okay. I get you. I'm just, I'm begging you to go to Kool-Aid just for your hair's sake. And because we can be cool together. Cool with a K, by the way. Um, okay, next. 2012 to 2013 was fourth grade. This one feels like this is probably pretty specific to my school growing up, but I, I want to say that at some point in everyone's like elementary or middle school days, maybe high school days, I don't think, I can't imagine so, but in um, elementary, it had, like this had to have been something that everyone experienced, maybe not in fourth grade, but for me, at, in fourth grade, everyone became an entrepreneur. I... I'm trying to figure out why all of a sudden everyone, everyone was carrying around these binders in which they had like lists of products that they were selling with prices and people would buy things from their friends. Uh, sometimes their friends would make them. I'm trying to think of some of the things. I remember I started my own business and the only thing that I can remember was that, <laughs> and it's so funny because I put together the list of things that I wanted to sell and I was like, it wasn't necessarily things that I had on hand. It was just like, do I think that I would be able to do that? Like, do I think that I could make that? Yes or no? If the answer was p potentially, then I would put it on my list. And <clears throat> I really sincerely wish that I could remember what I was selling. I'm sure that, well, I remember I did, I did something, um, it was called, and I don't know if, this probably isn't a nationwide thing. I think it's only in Denver it's called like Young Ameritown or something like that. And basically in fourth grade, I had a little at Ameritown every year. Um, they would have like a young entrepreneurs, like basically you just go set up and sell your stuff for a day. And it was super cool because it was really encouraging entrepreneurship um, in children. But that I was the only person from my school that went to that though. Like that was my own unique experience. I actually had a business. I showed up to Young Ameritown and like sold a bunch of things. Um, <clears throat> but no, like that wasn't like a school trip necessarily. I think at one point, theoretically, we did go to Young Ameritown. But Young Ameritown was not just like an entrepreneurship thing. It was like you could go and be a chef for the day or you could be um, like a banker for the day, you know. So that was like the idea. And then every once in a while they'd have like specials, um, like special days just for one 
like given career and so I went for an entrepreneurship thing but again that was super unrelated to the fact that all of my peers started having their own businesses and I think that I took the supplies that I had never sold um from that like experience at Ameritown on that like business day or whatever that I'm trying to explain I think that I took the leftover product and I put that on my list, which I'm just going to out myself right now. A good portion of that was stuff that my mom either helped me make or made herself and just stuck my name on it and gave me like the creative credit for it because it was my, I don't even know if it was my idea. I don't fucking know. I remember I sold candles that were washi taped, washi tape. Holy shit. That was something else. That was a bit of a phase, um, a bit of a fad. I don't recall when it was trendy. I don't know if it was trendy among elementary schoolers because I don't know why we'd be obsessed with tape then again we were obsessed with pencils so maybe I don't know maybe it does make sense but washi tape is um just colorful tape and it's very very um often you'll see people use it in crafts it's uh I I love it but I don't feel like it's necessarily a trend anymore I feel like it's just like if you're a crafty person you know what washi tape is if you aren't a crafty person you probably don't know what it is but you've definitely seen it on a couple of shelves in your life I don't know um, but so I would sell washi tape candles, washi taped, like clips, bag clips. Um, we would put magnets, we'd put magnets on like marbles, but between the two, we would have like a cute little drawing that I had made, um, soda can bottles. Wait, hold on. No soda can bottle tops. We'd glue those to magnets. I'm sure that I would imagine most people can imagine what that would look like, you know, to have like, um, oh, one one crucial part of that is that you would put hot glue over the top, kind of like a resin, almost is what it was meant to be, and you could put your image in the bottle cap, but I sold that. Um, I had this one, like, business that I was trying to start. That This was, like, the main thing I was trying to sell was popsicle people, which was basically just drawings of people that I had made in my spare time, put them on popsicles. We laminated them and called them popsicle people and sold them in a set. But so, like, all of those were different things that, like, I had sold at Young Ameritown. And, again, I'm just imagining that I probably put those on the list of things that I was selling to my peers. But, of course, like, as I was beginning my sales, we got shut down. No one was allowed to sell things to people anymore because you aren't allowed to, like, make financial exchanges at school. Um, and honestly, like that makes sense. I don't know why I agree with the fact that kids should not be able to sell other things to other kids at school. Like I'm all for entrepreneurship just in elementary school. I feel like there's lots of room for that to go wrong and for people to take advantage of people or for kids to start like having an incentive to steal their parents' money. So I understand why they shut that one down. But all I'm trying to say is that like probably the week that I finally worked up the courage to be like you know what I'm gonna be a businesswoman in my class too um they were like okay finish your sales but then like after that you guys got to be done no more selling things to each other um oh my gosh oh I know one oh, I can't believe I almost forgot about this the thing that people were selling so much of and that I like literally invested in myself this one I do remember this was though it was those bracelets that were made out of kind of like shoestring um, ah, I wish that I knew what the name was, but they would come in kits. I remember it was super cool because a bunch of the guys in my school got into making them. Um, and I, I don't know. I thought that it was really cool because it was something that guys like started making bracelets for like girls that they liked. Um, and yeah, it also, I just need to make a note on my computer really quick because it just reminded me of something else that I didn't have on my list before and I want to include now. Um, but yeah, I wish that I could remember what they were called. Uh, they just like had a very specific type of like rope 
material that would be used and there were so many different ways to um so many different ways to like weave it and you could make bracelets anklets I I remember I invested in an anklet and then um necklaces I don't know it got taken to an extreme holy shit you know what else is a trend at that time duct tape stuff like everyone wanted to make duct tape wallets duct tape belts um what else was there maybe duct tape pencil pouches I want to say that was a thing in fourth grade too all of a sudden I'm like coming up with an extensive list for fourth grade when what I had was like kind of shit not gonna lie um and I feel like I never finished my my thought. All I know is, oh, okay. I just want to tell this story really quick. I'm going to keep it as short as possible. Basically, on the list of things that I was selling that week um, that I made the list, I had lost a tooth. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish that I had a cute little bag that I could put this in to give, you know, to lay it out for the tooth fairy or whatever and make my, the, the tooth fairy's um, job a little bit easier. And so I put on my list, I put tooth bag. And it's just so odd and repulsive in retrospect that I literally was like, I'm going to make you a bag for you to put your teeth in. (laughs) And again, like obviously with this theory that like it would make the tooth fairy's job easier, but I had someone order it. Gosh, damn it. I had someone order it. And again, like when I was making this list, I was like, could I potentially make that? Eh, mm, Like chances are probably like 50%. Yes, 50%. No. So I'll just put it on there anyway. So I put that on the list. I had one girl decided to order a tooth tooth bag for me and I ended up taking two pieces of felt and some embroidery floss and I stitched together the felt, um, basically making like a ravioli, but leaving one end open and Uh, I think I drew a tooth on it, maybe. It was really camp, and it was blue. I I remember I was like, you can customize it, too, whatever colors you want. And she was a Broncos fan, and so she wanted a blue bag with um, orange orange embroidery floss. And I had never made anything in my entire life, never sewed anything together. And your girl found a way to pull something together. I'm sure it was hideous. I hope that she got her money back. It was, I think it was probably four bucks that I charged her. So in retrospect, um, she definitely deserves her money back. If you know who you are, uh, hit me up and I will Venmo you $4 because I definitely feel like I ripped you off. Another one that I made a note of is Hunger Games. Was that a thing for anyone else? Obviously, Hunger Games came out, um, I don't know what year it was, but it was either 2012, 2014, and anyone who read, which was not me, I did not read whatsoever, and in fourth grade, I remember these kids, like, were also watching the movies, um, maybe that's the thing, maybe the movie came out, maybe it wasn't the book, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know, I'm not cultured enough, but I know that everyone in fourth grade had either read, or if the movie was out, like, seen the movie of the Hunger Games, and I hadn't, um, It was a little bit too much for me at the time, both from, like, a content standpoint and from a word standpoint. I just didn't read and was in the red group. If you know the red group, then you know the red group. And, you know, um, shout out to you all. But, anywho, uh, yeah, uh, people were just obsessed with Hunger Games. And someone came up with this idea that we could play a game of Hunger Games at the playground. And because I had never read the books, they didn't let me play. So, that was, like, fine. I think I played maybe one game. So, sorry, I'm not trying to hate or anything. But... I liked the zipline better anyway, but they, I don't even know what the rules were. I think it was basically just like a, a fun game of tag. It was almost, I want to say, you know how kids nowadays have gotten pretty inventive and like found a way to make Among Us like a, a recess playground game. At least I hope they did. I think that's what my brother said. I have a brother in sixth grade and I think that that's what they did a couple of years ago when Among Us was trending. But um, 
Yeah, I think it was a very similar idea where it's like, you know, just basically a glorified game of tag slash hide and go seek. And, you know, you're if you tag someone, you kill them and they die. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hunger Games was like a big thing and everyone was like super, super obsessed with Hunger Games, I guess. Uh, I don't know if that was like a shared experience where it was just like everyone was into it. All of our games, people would bring the book with them everywhere they went. I don't fucking have any idea. Honestly, I don't know. Um, when I was in high school is when I finally watched the Hunger Games movies and I was like, this is great. Uh, I don't know why as a fourth grader I would have been interested in it. So I don't feel like I was necessarily missing out on anything, but I do remember that being something. Um, and then just to kind of circle back, I, I feel like I said a normal amount of stuff about those, um, bracelets that were made of like the wire or whatever the the rope but um I just want to come back to that because I feel like it also transitions into the next one and so basically um I I think that in fourth grade and fifth grade and like I said earlier honestly this is the case for all of them like they can kind of be mixed around it's like what was trendy in fourth grade also was probably trendy in fifth grade like that's just kind of how things flow. But so I think that those those tie bracelets or whatever, and again, I wish I knew the name. Maybe, I, I just don't know what I'd look up, and that's too much. Actually, no. This is what I'll do. I always forget that there's like a pause button. So what I'll do is I'll take a quick break, and I will find the name, and then I will resume my train of thought. Give me two seconds, please. Thank you. I found it. It was called Paracord. That sounds about right. So, paracord bracelets, and just, yeah, I don't know, if you don't know what paracord is, look it up. You definitely know what I'm talking about. Even if you don't think you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And what I'm going to say next is, because there were two different types of bracelets that we're trying to get this time. It was paracord, and then rainbow loom. And I guarantee that I, I, I know how to describe what rainbow, rainbow loom was. I feel like rainbow loom was very, um, like, one was a lot more, how do I explain this? Rainbow Loom felt more kid-friendly. That's not the right way to put it. I just remember that the kids who used to make the paracord bracelets were, like, the kids that went hunting on the weekends. That's what it felt like. because, And I feel like that's because paracord is the stuff that you might, like, use when you're hunting. Um, it's, like, a very, like, and I don't know if grunge is the right word for it. Probably not whatsoever rigid jagged I don't fucking know all I'm trying to say is that people who would go hunting were the people that were making these paracord bracelets because they knew what the fuck was up um anyone who did not have the necessary skills to make a paracord bracelet would use a rainbow loom instead rainbow loom was another rubber band dealio and we had um basically just like super tiny rubber bands I in retrospect they could have been used as hair ties like you know for like the tinier hair ties um, honestly, if you wanted to use them as, uh, rub like rubber bands for your braces, don't do it. But like, it's the same size. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm literally just trying to say this because that's, that's how big they were. So pretty small rubber bands. Um, and rainbow loom was basically like a kit. It was, um, basically like there were so many different ways that you could do it, but it was just a matter of lacing the rubber bands together the right way. And you would get, um, just a, beautiful bracelet out of it I remember I remember that um those were also something that people would exchange with each other and make on their free time and people would like let each other borrow 
their rainbow rainbow loom kits and everything like that and again I I it, they took a lot of talent once you started getting like up there in terms of the different types that there were like there were so many different types and I remember like I want to say that one of them was like called the fish pattern or something like that like it kind of reminds me of braiding like it's like you would braid together the the bands is almost how it would work um but it was a lot easier to follow those instructions from what I recall because you had like your own board that would help you work with it. Maybe I'm only saying that because I never even tried the paracord bracelets. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is that rainbow loom paracord bracelets were pretty trendy around the same time. I want to say that paracord bracelets were trendy first and then somehow there was a little bit of overlap with the rainbow loom and then paracord died off because rainbow loom was just kind of cuter. Um, and again, like almost like less is it would be I don't know grungy is again the only word that can come to mind to kind of describe it but I remember my crush gave me a rainbow loom bracelet and it was my favorite colors at the time pink and blue and I wore it on this one day that I got a photo taken of me and it was my favorite photo because I looked fantastic just kidding I was in fourth grade of course I didn't look fantastic and then also because I had this rainbow loom bracelet that my crush had made me and given to me. I think it was that same day too. So, you know, uh, again, peak of my existence. Crush gave me a rainbow loom bracelet in my favorite colors and I looked semi good in the photo and it's still uh, hanging in my basement wall. So if you ever come come over, feel free to ask me about what um, what's the photo because it was really meaningful to me. Honestly, shout out to the man that I thought that I loved that gave me the rainbow loom. No, my computer fell. Again, so on brand. Um, okay, next. Uh, I have so much. And again, this all transitions into fifth grade. So fifth grade was 2013 through 2014 for me. And I have a bunch for this. I'm going to group two things together for time's sake. Um, I have suspenders and converse. And I almost included nerd glasses, but that would have been a little bit ex extreme. Although... In retrospect, low-key nerd glasses were also trendy. I don't know why it would be a trend to wear nerd glasses, but it was. I remember that the cool girls at school got their suspenders from Justice. Oh my gosh. And you know what else? They had mustaches. Mustaches for some fucking odd reason. It was like the biggest trend. You would have mustaches on your suspenders. Um, Those nerd glasses were like trendy. And so there was like this, this thing from Justice where it had like a chain and then the chain would be connected to a that like very very typical like curly mustache you know exactly the mustache I'm talking about if you know you know um and everyone should know it's not like a secret society or anything um but yeah and then they also would have um like mustache necklaces I think that they had like a mustache ref best friend necklace at one point so yeah suspenders from justice mustaches just a very justice thing in general and then we finally decided to stray away from justice a little bit and start maturing and wearing Converse. And I I don't, I love Converse, don't get me wrong. I just don't know why they started trending in fifth grade. Like I remember in fifth grade, that's the year that everyone had a pair of Converse. I was the odd one out because I didn't get Converse until sixth grade. But yeah, I want to say that it was Converse suspenders and mustaches were like the fashion statement of all of fifth grade. And if you were wearing that, then you were obviously the coolest person that anyone could ever be surrounded by. Um, fifth grade was also one of those years, though, that was kind of a blur 
if it's honestly kind of funny because I feel like the only things I remember about fifth grade were the things that were trending. So maybe that's why my list for this was a little bit more extensive and I was able to come up with so much. Um, let me know if you agree with the suspenders thing. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm curious about because, again, like, we, I went to a charter school. We weren't technically allowed to wear suspenders, but on dress of choice days, everyone would wear suspenders. Um, I never bought into it. I didn't understand the appeal, but... Yeah, people thought that they were super cute, and the funniest thing is I'm, like, thinking of all the costumes that people used to wear with suspenders, but the suspenders did not, like, those were not just a seasonal Halloween thing. Like, those stuck around all of fifth grade, so curious if you agree, um, or again, maybe it was just a charter school thing. Um, and then the next one, and this one I also have, um, I had a little bit of trouble. I know one of these was specifically in fifth grade. The other one, I tried to do a little bit of research, and I was like, hmm, that could have been sixth grade. Um, again, I'll just kind of mesh together a little bit. But this one I know was very specifically fifth grade, because, again, I feel like all the cool girls did this. And they had soda can lip balm. So, basically, and I'm, again, gosh, damn, Justice really raised us, honestly. Uh, side note about justice, when I was in first grade, I got assigned a project, uh, and the project was basically, like, American symbols or something like that, um, and so, like, one symbol might be, uh, the Liberty Bell, which is a symbol of freedom, um, or, sorry, of liberty, Statue of Liberty, whatever, like, all of these, like, freedom, liberty, and justice. And I remember in first grade when I drew from a hat and my paper said that I was going to be writing a report on justice, I was blown away. I was so excited. I was like, gosh, I know so much about justice. Like, I love it there. And then I went home and my mom told me about how justice was like the scales of justice and it means that you are, um, you know, equal and being rewarded with good even if someone did something bad to you. Um, and I was just so, so sad. (laughs) That was so sad. Probably the first, like, intense depression I went through ever was just realizing that justice, um, is more than just a store with a bunch of sequin and fluffy things in it. So, that's just a little side note, and I love telling that story whenever I talk about justice with people. That's, like, it's a perfect story. Honestly, I'm so grateful for that moment, even though it was so sad. Like, it built so much character in me, and it taught me what justice is, um, in a different way and I'm sure that you know one justice is probably better than the other um my first grade brain could not not wrap my mind around there being any justice uh better than the one that sells monkey and panda bear t-shirts but again um but anyway so justice had such an influence on on my uh on my childhood and growing up and all of these girls would and again I never did this because I didn't like soda and I didn't use lip balm from what I recall so I never gave into this one but this one was um basically at justice they would have soda can lip balms soda can lip balm and you'd have like a pepsi flavor I remember vividly the sun-kissed the orange sun-kissed flavor the coca-cola um and it was cool because you would take the top off of the soda bottle can and it would expose the lip balm inside and then you at the bottom of the can you know how there's like that little piece like like I'm, I'm talking about like a physical can you know like a physical soda like a real soda can at the bottom there's like that little piece of explode exposed um gosh damn it I'm so embarrassed I don't know what those cans are made of I they're aluminum cans am am I crazy I think they are aluminum yeah that sounds right um 
it's like that little piece of metal that's what we'll call it it's fucking metal duh that little piece of exposed metal at the bottom basically these the people who decided oh my gosh we need soda can lip balms were like that's the perfect place to include the little twister thingy and so you could twist your soda up out through the top using the bottom metal layer does this this make sense it was genius i fucking was so envious of these of these cool cats that had their soda can lip balm um i think that there were other shapes of lip balm as well but uh i i just remember the soda can ones and then the other one that I was going to say is also connected um, that I put into sixth grade, which is 2014-2015, was EOS or EOS. I think I call it EOS, but I've heard it called various things. And for those of you who don't know what um, EOS is or EOS are, they're basically egg-shaped um, lip balm. I would say that they're a little bit more mature uh, than soda can lip balms, but yeah, I just remember that those were a trend, maybe lip balm in general. And I want to say at one point it was a trend to, and I, I participated in this trend, but something is telling me that it wasn't sixth grade. I don't remember when it was, but you would take apart your EOS. There were so many videos on YouTube about how you could take apart your EOS. You'd melt down the lip balm um, and you would melt crayons into it. So that way it had a color and you would put it back in your um, EOS container and it was quite the process but it was super duper fun and I had a whole collection of them the only thing was that I liked the more vivid colors so I'd end up adding like half of a crayon and it would color your lips which is cool but it also tasted like crayons so eh, I don't know questionable decisions but also at the same time like so fucking awesome again gosh damn I was just so cool I was so cool and now look at me um but yeah so that yeah EO, EOS lip balms, those are definitely still around. Um, I just remember those being like really popular when I was in middle school. So, and then the next one that again, may be able to be grouped with fifth grade. I don't remember. Fifth grade was the year that I got social media, um, in general. And I think I started with getting Instagram, then Snapchat, maybe something like that. Oh, something else that I put on here. I put something on here, but I decided to take it off. Um, and I think it's because I erased one thing and then I just erased it all and forgot to put it back on. Uh, kind of going off of this social media tangent. It's not what I was going to say, but it's another thing that I considered saying. S- uh, Snapchat filters. I want to say that fifth grade, sixth grade, when people like, that was about the age that people started getting Snapchat. Maybe it was the, I don't know when Snapchat was invented. doesn't really matter for this, for this um, scenario. But the dog face filter, there was that, oh, gosh damn, you know what I'm talking about. Ready for this one? The one with the cutesy eyes and the vomiting rainbow. I don't know why. That one was super trendy. It was always the dog face and the vomiting rainbow. I don't think I'm forgetting any of them. It was just like those two were super, super trendy. Um, and yeah, I think that that was my first experience with Snapchat. When I feel like most people who get Snapchat for the first time like spend a year obsessing over the filters. I don't know what it's like now that Snapchat has filters all the time. But when I was younger, it used to be that you would only have like the same filters or sometimes like for a certain um, period, they would have the rainbow vomit filter and then it would just disappear for a couple months. And, you know, naturally it was like seasonal depression, but for Snapchat filters. And so whenever your favorite Snapchat filter isn't there, you're like, oh, fuck me. Like, I guess my life just sucks again. You know, Um, honestly, a major source of 
of goodness in many people's lives, those Snapchat filters. But now they're just, like, accessible whenever you want them. You just got to look them up. But the issue is that no one knows how to look them up anymore because Snapchat filters are a lot harder to navigate. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's just how society is progressing, I guess. Um, and then we have, this is the one that I was going to say, uh, again, just with social media and everything. Musically, musically, for anybody who uh, is young, like younger, uh, musically is TikTok, but for anyone who was born, I want to say probably 2005 and uh, older, know exactly what Musical.ly is. If you know what Musical.ly is and were born after 2005, maybe that makes a little bit of sense. But I want to say, I want to say that it makes sense for those of us that were born be- uh, before 2005. And I don't, I don't know what it was like from a high school standpoint, but in middle school, like my middle school and later elementary era, this was huge. We'd make Musical.ly all the time. Um, and... I, yeah, I just remember something about, (laughs) oh my gosh, let me know if you know this sound. I don't remember what the sound was. Um, all I know is I just remember being in one musically. I know that I, I, I definitely did more than that. I'm sorry. I did plenty of musicallys, but it, it was a major like term of con or, uh, source of issues for me in my life because like, that's, that's when all of a sudden it's like, you know, you either did or did not get invited to do the Musical.ly with those girls, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I remember the first Musical.ly that I was ever offered to be in, I was the girl that said, did someone say lima beans? <laughs> and I just have no idea where it came from. I just, I, the reason I want to bring that up is because it popped into my head. I, I don't know how I remember that that was my line, probably because it was such an impactful moment in my life when I was invited to be a part of a Musical.ly with these girls. But my my line was literally, and again, like, you don't say it. You just voice it because it's Musical.ly, right? It's, uh, Musical.ly is just crazy. And it got, it ended up going away. Like, I don't remember why, but then it came back years later as TikTok. I think it took, like, a four-year hiatus, maybe. That sounds extreme. Maybe two. I don't know. And then it came back as TikTok. But you wouldn't actually say, you would just say something over a sound. And this one guy was like, and it's funny because I remember that the video was, like, they were talking about that girl's a slut. And then out of nowhere, like this one guy just like finishes off and like he comes into the, um, like he's all of a sudden a part of the, he's like super irrelevant is what I'm trying to say. He's very irrelevant, but then he says something and he's like, did someone say lima beans? So let me know if you know what I'm talking about. But again, uh, very formational, uh, moment in my existence. Seventh grade. Um, now we're getting into the, all I could come up with was pretty much clothes that I remember my friends would wear in seventh grade. I was always late to the trend. I think one of them I never even joined the trend in because my mom wouldn't let me. Um, but this is 2015, 2016. And the trend that I'm referencing um, that I wasn't allowed to join into was uh, pink. I'm not talking about like on Wednesdays we were a pink kind of thing. I don't think that anyone my age had watched Mean Girls yet. I'm talking about Victoria's Secret pink. And all of the girls would wear the shirts that had whatever dog it is on them. I don't fucking know. On the back of the shirt, it said pink. And all of these girls that I used to be friends with 
like they had their own color and so one would be like the orange pink another girl would be the blue pink and then there would be the pink pink and I remember one day like again we had dress of choice days uh once a month every Friday or nope hold on what nope once a month on Fridays and like they would coordinate who's going to be like we're all going to wear our pink shirts and then we're going to have our leggings like all of us in our black leggings and then our converse um and it's funny because it is mean girl behavior they didn't know what mean girls was so I'll give them a break but it literally was mean girl behavior it's like you know in in mean girls they do the on Wednesdays we wear pink it's like on dress of choice days we wear pink and black leggings and white converse and if you don't know about it then don't even bother wearing your pink because you weren't invited to sit with us at our table you know (laughs) um that's what it felt like but it, it everyone was wearing pink at that time like I just remember it started trending to like have like t- clothes that were like because Victoria's Secret is obviously like a m- mature brand but when you're in middle school wearing pink is like saying like I'm mature you know I'm flourishing or whatever becoming a woman and like n- there's no problem with that my mom just didn't w- want me getting on board with that and again like I when was I gonna wear it anyway like maybe dress of choice days but I don't I can't imagine that I would be wearing a pink brand shirt out of the house. That was still when I was wearing, like, freaking, oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about what I was wearing. I did not look good, okay? Maybe it was a, a blessing for everyone around us that I grew up wearing a uniform, because otherwise, society would have been scarred. But um, the other one that people used to wear, this one I do remember eventually buying into. I actually ended up buying, so... Oh my gosh, I was such a tryhard. So difficult. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It's brutal out here. Most of these girls that wore their pink shirts in seventh grade, in eighth grade, I spent about two to $300 on getting all of these girls' Christmas presents, and I bought every single one of them. No, that doesn't sound right. Did I? If I did that, that's absurd. I definitely bought every single one of them a mug. I know that. And I want to say that I bought every single one of them an Ivriella shirt. That sounds like too much, though. I can't imagine my parents would let me do that. I definitely bought them all a mug and a candle. And then there was, like, we had a secret Santa gift exchange going on. And the girl that I got, she was, like, the only person that didn't have an Ivriella shirt. So I got her an Ivriella shirt. Maybe that's what happened. I know that I got one girl an Ivriella shirt. um, Because everyone had them. And, like, we would go and take pictures and post them on Instagram and tag, tag Ivriella and hope that we would get featured. I remember some of the girls at the public school down the street actually did end up getting featured on Ivriella's website. And it was just like the talk of the town. It was like, oh my gosh, did you hear that so-and-so from the public school ended up, you know, getting reposted to Ivriella's account? And we were all like, what? That's so not fair. Like, and then obviously it felt like, you know, the entire world was against us because we were charter school kids. So, you know, that's funny. Um, but Ivriella, absolutely freaking loved them at the time I even I still have a sweatshirt from Ivriella that I wear to this day every once in a while I'll put it on and feel self-conscious about the fact that I'm wearing a sweatshirt that I got when I was in seventh or eighth grade but it's like it's super cute and it supports a good cause and Ivriella um did I really not explain a couple of these no I've explained I've, I've explained most of these at this point Ivriella if you don't know what that is um basically a clothing company that saves the like their motto is save the elephants and a portion of every 
uh, purchase goes towards saving the elephants, and basically, um, I got the breast cancer awareness one, so not only was I supporting, um, you know, saving the elephants, but I was supporting breast cancer, and I still wear it all the time. It's always, um, fun in October, uh, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. If I'm not mistaken, if I am, then that's awkward for me, but then again, that's who I am. Um, only other thing that I want to say about Ivriella, uh, is that I had a friend that I, she was literally just a pen pal of mine, and I met her through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and I just want to bring up this story because I think that she deserves some exposure. Her name is Campbell Sullivan, and, oh gosh, I want to say that her foundation was, like, the Ski Fast Foundation, that sounds right, um, and she had something, gosh, this is so embarrassing that I can't remember what it was, I want to say it was some sort of, like, sarcoma or something like that, um, she had a terminal illness, and we, again, like, I just wrote a letter to her um, through Make-A-Wish, and we stayed in contact, but it was super cool because something that she did, to, she was always fighting for exposure for um, this illness, and again, I wish that I could remember what it was, but I can't, and I'm so sorry about that, um, but she actually ended up partnering with Ivory Ella to create a shirt that was yellow, and I think it had, like, sunflowers on it, um, in honor of whatever illness it was that she was like fighting um and really working to create exposure for and I just want to bring that up because I think it's so amazing um what she was doing and the fact that she and she lives in she she lived in like Vail or something like that um unfortunately I she lost her battle which is just heartbreaking but it's amazing to know like what an impact that she left and given that she was dealt such a, a difficult hand I just I really think that it's so amazing that she was able to take what she had been dealt and really like be working to create some exposure and she started a foundation um she ended up getting the white house to light up gold for a day just in honor of um again whatever illness it was I need to look it up I'll, I'll include it down below because I feel really bad that I forgot about it um I'll look and see if the shirt is up still I don't know that happened a couple years ago but super awesome but yeah, so um, then she partnered with Ivory Ella and literally made a shirt with them and she was like a brand representative. Super duper cool. So just wanted to give that a shout out because I think that that's a really cool story. Um, and if that gives you any idea like what Ivory Ella's cause is, like they're just they're just looking to um, support what needs supporting, but their main idea is elephants um, and helping to end poaching. Um, the I'm actually not going to... The next one that I said was DIYs, but it was just because I couldn't come up with anything. Um, all I know is that in middle school in general, I feel like it was a trend to DIY things. We would watch Lord DIY and It's Ava and, um, Alicia Marie. Um, I used to watch May Baby a lot. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting so many of them. Um, and it wasn't It's Ava. I think it was My Life is Ava. I don't know. All I know is that Every Halloween, all of us got, like, our DIY spirit on, and we would all, like, DIY our costumes, so that kind of felt like that was a bit of a trend, but again, I just felt like I needed something more for, um, seventh grade, and that's what I came up with, but it's not that valid. Um, lastly, I have eighth grade. Eighth grade was 2006, or er, 2016 to 2017, and these ones, um, I've already mentioned one of them, and it's Slime. In 2018, slime was, like, the thing. I I remember people used to have slime businesses, and there were slime Instagram accounts, and it's just, oh my gosh, it's just so funny to think about, like, the evolution of, um, 
again, just because I literally have a tub of slime sitting right next to me. It's just so funny to think about, like, everything comes back around full circle. And here I am, all these years later, like, still surrounded by smencils, still uh, still surrounded by slime. I have my Ivoriella sweatshirt, and then my tech deck is right in front of me. It's just so crazy. I got that worm on a string given to me. I'm probably going to go Kool-Aid dye my hair later. Like, that's freaking awesome. But... Slime was super trendy. Me and my sister even started our own, like, slime and squishy account. It was called Colorfully Living, and we would just post videos of us playing with the slime that we made. Um, We would name it things and add that in the comments, and I remember we would be so excited when we got, like, 23 views or whatever. Um, And, yeah, uh, I don't really think that there's very much to have to say about slime because it's very much so still around. Like, I think that that's also still pretty prevalent. But it, like, had its had its prime. You know what I'm saying? Prime slime. So, um, last one on my entire list that I have is, and this is, like, this one just deserves a special shout-out. I feel like it will always have a special spot in my heart because I spent way too much money on them um, just to never use them. Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm concerned that I don't even have the right year for this, because something tells me that it was a fifth grade thing. But I looked it up. I looked it up, and it said that it was a 2016-2017 thing, I think. And I'm going to give you a couple seconds to think about it. I'm actually going to do a, you know, guessing game. And I'm just going to give you a couple hints as to what it was. Um, it was, it's definitely something that is still around today, not nearly as relevant, uh, because there have been other like, alternatives that have been, um, that people have come up with. Um, it's a fidget toy. Um, and, oh, I had something else to say about it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I forgot what I was going to say about it. I think that I am so concerned that I just gave myself away by saying it's a fidget toy. Because I think it was honestly probably, like, the debut of any fidget toys at all like nowadays again I work in a middle school a bunch of my kids have ADHD um and there are so many different fidget toys for them to play with but I feel like the first time that we like normalized having fidget toys was when fidget spinners got brought into the equation and I just remember everyone had fidget spinners and you would take them apart and like rearrange the ball bearings and like trade things out and it was like you know combine um because there were different pieces of it right like they weren't necessarily meant to be taken apart and switched around, but you could. And so you, um, you know, you'd have like the two plates that you kind of hold on to with your, with your index finger and your thumb, and then you'd spin the entire thing, but you could like rearrange the plates that way, like they were mismatched. And then with the ball bearings, there'd be like the caps that kind of cover them and you could switch those around. Um, but yeah, fidget spinners were huge. And again, all, like I, all of a sudden I'm bullying myself into thinking that like, no, that wasn't an eighth grade thing whatsoever. But um, regardless, like that, I remember those were just so, I don't, I don't even like know what the obsession was, but like everyone loves them and we got away with having them for a long time. And then, you know, as w- happens with anything that brings anyone joy, it became a distraction. And so those got banned, but um yeah, I just, I remember that people would have, like, fidget spinner wars, and you would kind of, like, I want to say that you would, like, flick your fidget spinners at other fidget spinners and, like, see what would happen when they hit each other, but maybe that was just my school. Um, yeah, I that's the last thing that I have on the list, though, and I feel like 
I, I don't really know how to explain that one other than that it was probably the first fidget toy that anyone like that became normalized and nowadays like one of the things that we have at my school is this um purple squish mattress toy and we have I had literally just ordered myself a pack of five because I started playing with them in school I literally was playing with a purple um mattress toy and uh it was just because like I, f I found the box of fidget toys in the classroom that I was substituting for and it was so funny because I found the mattress I was playing with it for 20 minutes and finally one of my students that I was like in that room subbing for he looks at me my kids call me miss it's like they don't even know my last name um but they call me miss and he goes miss can I have that now and I didn't realize that I had been playing with it for 20 minutes because it's just that easy to kind of get caught up in it um so that one's a super fun fidget toy that they have nowadays they also have like those poppets oh that's a big one those poppets um where you can just like pop the rubber in and out or I don't know how to explain that one very well but you probably know what I'm talking about um there's like a bunch of clicky toys fidget cubes whatnot but I feel like fidget spinners were the first fidget toys to be normalized so honestly like shout out to them for the way that they've advanced our society um they really were groundbreaking at the time so yeah um that's all that I came up with I know for a fact that I'm missing out on a couple of things but um you know that's that's why this is so much fun to talk about though is because it's like my I, I know for a fact that there are people out there that are like, yes, 100%, totally agree. And then I'm sure that there are other people out there who are like, how could you have ever forgotten this one? And it's either because I'm an idiot and I didn't know, or it's because that's just not one of the trends that made made it to my part of town. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's super fun because I think that this is something that people can like find commonalities in where it's like, you would never ever consider being like, hey, what was your favorite like what was trending at your school when I when you were in first grade you know but like that is such a fun conversation starter because even even if you're like oh I don't necessarily know what that is it creates an opportunity for y'all to start talking about it um and then you know just kind of exchanging and the, the nostalgic um element of it too is just so fun for me like I absolutely love that and yeah I don't know I just think it's so fun and sometimes me and my friends talk about like these different nostalgic things and I'm just like wow we really we really are more alike than we are unalike and that's that's the message that I want y'all to get here is that we are all one in the same um even if the only thing that really seems to be bonding us is the fact that we had silly bands in the year of 2010 so be it like I'll, I'll take it um but yeah I I really enjoyed doing this I think it was super duper fun to revisit um, these childhood trends and whatnot. I did not make it to the Reddit, but I think it's best that I don't because, um, you know, I've been talking for almost an hour and 30 minutes yet again. So right on brand. So happy for, about that. Um, but yeah, definitely like if you have noticed that I've forgotten anything major, um, please let me know. I think that I want to do another episode like this eventually. I think that the next time that I do something like this, it'll probably be, um, like childhood TV shows, uh, just because that's another fun thing to talk about with people where it's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of sick of talking about what's going on with you in college. Let's talk about, you know, what it was like for you growing up, but, you know, not getting too, too deep about it and finding more commonalities. Um, but yeah, I think it would be fun to talk about that. I'll, I'll add that to my list, but, um, really enjoyed, you know, just reminiscing and recalling the glory days. Um, again, have some inspiration to go 
dye my hair and join a soccer team again. Um, maybe I'll go read the Hunger Games books because I could finally figure out what that's all about. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, it's so, so fun to go back and just see what you can remember. And again, to realize that, like, we all really just the same. Like, let's be honest here. I love silly bands. You love silly bands. Is that a crime? No, it's not a crime to love silly bands. Unless you go to a charter school. But, like, that's okay because... I'm in college now. I'm supposed to be in college now. Uh, and it's not a crime to love silly bands when you're an adult. I think I think if you take anything from this, just know that it's okay if you love silly bands and you're an adult. Um, if you do have silly bands, I'm willing to trade. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's all I have to say. Um, peace, love, silly bands. And thank you so, so much for listening. This has been the Chatty Kathy podcast. And um, yeah, we are done with episode four and I'm grateful that you were listening. Talk to you later and um, we'll see you next time. Bye.